It's been one week. Fuck with the wrong marine. Enunciate, you fuck. Salutations. Welcome to Miscellany, the Phantom Podcast. This is Jacob and Griffin. And we're here to talk about things with you of a miscellaneous nature. Nothing really important at all. Okay. And uh, mostly just random nonsense. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we aim for. That's what we strive for here on mm-hmm. the podcast. And that's why the name is Miscellany. Yes. Because we're here. And we saw it randomly. In for nothing. Time 54. Yes. Uh, what do you want to talk about this week, Griff? Any ideas? <laughs> well, what have we been watching recently, Jacob? Well, recently we've decided to devote ourselves to that most noble of endeavors <laughs> in watching Ruby. Yeah. The, uh, Devote is a very key word there. Yes. Because every time we watch it, it's a four to eight hour commitment. It is. The first season was the shortest, I think. It was like an hour, hour and a half. half, yeah. After that, I think three hours a piece minimum. Yes. Only getting longer. <laughs> it only gets longer and worse. Yes. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know how it's possible. I think it got better from season one to two. Yeah, one to two was good. And After then, that, it visually got better. Yes. It started off looking Three, like the worst piece of shit you ever seen. Yeah, it was like 12 frames per second. Yeah. Uh, a child in an animation class could do better. Indeed. And uh, now it actually looks like they have uh, faces that they give a shit about. Yes. And uh, that's what I have to say about that. Now, five. we've watched the first five volumes of the show. Yes, I think there's eight as, as of right now. I think there is eight as of right now. Uh, one is left pondering when will this goddamn show end. <laughs> I don't know if there's a ninth one in the works or if it was the end of it. I assume they're going to milk it for eternity. Well, yes. Over there. Everyone hates it. Yeah, because they've, uh, they've been doing Red versus Blue for 28 years. So <laughs> I've doubtful. never watched a single episode of Red versus Blue. You can borrow my DVD box set of the Blood Gulch collection up there somewhere. Okay. I don't have anything against it. It's just one of those things that never came on my plate, per se. Came on your face, per well, se. no. Um, so what? So what is Ruby? Would you call it? It's a show. It's produced by Rooster Teeth Productions. Yes. Uh, if folks are not familiar with Rooster Teeth, they're one of the original kind of internet entertainment companies. They're kind of uh, proto YouTube before YouTube came out. Just people being uh, entertaining or funny on the internet. Before oh, so that they had their a... own site and everything too. Hmm? They had their own site that they posted to. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. They okay. started out with. Uh, I'm a Rooster Teeth savant retard. I was gonna guy, say, it so seems, I know I can tell like you anything. Know quite a bit. Yeah, I'll let you handle the section. Uh, Rooster Teeth was founded by uh, Bernie Burns and his buddies Gus, Jeff. Uh, Joel and Matt, and they started, basically they came together first to make a, a, like a short sketch about the Apple Switch ad that had happened around that time in like the late 90s, early 2000s, which was basically telling people, hey, gamers, come play on you know Macs oh. and stuff. And they were like, yeah, there's so many great games. Yeah. And they just like name one, and they're like, oh, shit, uh, there's, uh, yeah, so Fair that was the enough. gimmick. Okay. And they started with that. Then they did Red vs. Blue, which is a machinima series which takes place in Halo, in the original Halo game they started with it. And uh, it's basically using the characters and just in-game footage yeah. from Halo to make a narrative. And uh, so that's where the whole machinima thing comes from. They started that company in Austin, Texas. They posted it all to their own website, no YouTube, and uh, became a success that way. Okay. From there, eventually, they ended up getting Monty Ohm, 
who mm-hmm. is the guy who makes Ruby yeah. or ended up making Ruby. Mm-hmm. He was brought in to help them add uh, original computer generated stuff to Red versus Blue. Yeah. So to to expand out of it just being in engine and then add you know for fight scenes and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. He was he was known for making uh, cute anime girls fighting videos <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah, that's what I did now. And uh, so he came to their attention that way, and uh, they brought him in to do that. He wants to do his own show. He says, "I like anime. I'm Mongolian, <laughs> so I I want to do people fighting. I want cute girls fighting. I want to make a show about it." said sure fuck it we'll do it all right we got so that's how ruby comes about okay ruby is a show griff tell us is this an anime does this count as anime ruby i don't even know at this point it's it's i think it's one of those not to say it's even in the same ballpark one of those is avatar anime questions Mm -hmm. where it's uh yes stylistically and comedically but no in the region that it was produced in Mm-hmm. So you can call it whatever, and it doesn't help that Ruby's in 3D animation instead of traditional 2D. True. So you can call it the hell you want. It's a Western cartoon. Yeah, I would cons- I would say that it, it is. I, I would say it wants to be an anime. I would say it is worth calling it anime because it appeals to people who like anime. Yes, it's it is. It's not built for people who watch The Family Guy or who like true, Dexter's yeah. Laboratory. It's not made for Western people. Or, I mean, it is, but it's made for Western fucking horrible weeb dorks. So. <laughs> That's true. You call it anime in that sense, where the, the appeal is inherently Eastern. Yeah, I think the the appeal of the show and what it's trying to do is it is built to be anime. Yeah. And I, it comes down to, do you think that someone who is not Japanese can make something that embodies the art form? And I think it's hard to say, you know, but I, I would lean towards saying yes. I would say Elvis Presley made rock music even though he wasn't black and from Mississippi. <laughs> well, that's true. But also Elvis changed the meaning of what rock music was. He, yeah, he made it He cool. took the idea and improved upon it. Ruby does not take the idea of anime and improve upon it. Sure. It drags its name through the mud. So yes. from that point of view, uh, I think you can call it anime, yes, but not – Well, I, I, yeah. It's like the flute player from Ghost of Tsushima. The guy who went to like PAX or whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. played that flute, and he's one of the best Japanese. Yeah, yeah but this isn't players. the best anime we've ever seen. I know, but I'm saying, he's no, yeah, not, he's, he's not innovating, yeah. and changing that flute playing. But he's what he is doing, doing is it. that flute playing. Yeah, I agree. So I, I would say that I understand why people have a are trepidatious about calling it anime, but I would, uh, even though I I put an asterisk next to it. Uh, yeah, big because it's bad. Big, yeah, a big. This I is not what anime is. Asterisk. You can call it anime, but yeah. this is not. It doesn't show off the best parts of the, the art form. It should just be called bad anime. <laughs> it's just a bad anime. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that uh, much I'll agree with. Bad anime, one hundred percent is. Yes, a regular anime. Eh. I think it's worth saying that. Um, so yes, we, we'll say that it's a bad anime. Now, how do you want to talk about the show? Like, how do you think you we want, should um, delve into the, it? The issue is that it's like Steven Seagal movies where we watch them all in order. So I have a little bit of issue parsing out what seasons were what. Uh huh. But I suppose. The most logical way would just be was just to do it seasonally. Uh huh. Volume one to two, two broken to three. down by the seasons. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's hey. see if I can find a handy oh, wiki guide. Get here. a plot synopsis here. Yeah. This will do. Will All it. right. Will it? 
This will this will be it? just fine. Okay, I've got right here an overview. What of, if it spoils it for us? We, no, I'm just going to read the ones that we've seen. All right. So it's not going to spoil well, it for Lakeys us. The Lakeys are kind of fast and loose with what they put in their margins here. I don't give a shit about this show. <laughs> I'm just fucking it's not even good. No. All right. I don't give a fuck. Well, I guess we should just frame this quickly. We went in to watch Ruby because we had heard how bad it is. Yeah, we went in expecting to not like it. Yeah. I had been a Rooster Teeth fan forever. I tried to watch Ruby like a couple times. Yeah. Not working for me. Originally didn't work for me because I didn't like anime when I was 15. Now I do. But... Also, on top of that, it's just the art style is so bad. Yeah, I it's went into so it ugly. At, as an anime fan, and all of my friends watching it, I went into it, I was like, this is so fucking ugly, I, I cannot watch it. I do not want to waste the time of my life watching a show that looks this bad. Yes. But then you came to me just saying, let's watch Ruby? I said, I said, Griff, bad news, I think we're <laughs> for the show, <laughs> for the podcast, we should watch... Ruby, the first two seasons of Ruby or okay. something. Or I, said, yeah, I think, I think you did season. say it was for this specifically. Though. Yeah, I said, let's watch the first volume of Ruby to shit on it and talk <laughs> about how horrible the show is. Yes. And I think partially I was inspired not just from my own experiences mm. trying to watch Ruby, but also from certainly from both of us watching the HR Bomber Guys yeah, video for sure. on Ruby and how he shit on the show. <laughs> yeah, he shit on it for two and a half hours. Yeah, he was and so furious. I cannot not watch video essays. So of course I've seen it more than more yeah, than once. Exactly, me me too. <laughs> I, I need like, to watch something. I was like, is it this? Is it really this? Ba-? I was curious. Like I was, I wasn't to the point of watching it yet, but I was curious if it really was as bad as it was framed. Yes. And watching it now, at least the first two seasons, it's a little out of proportion. Yeah, I think the first two seasons are not as bad as he no. seemed to say. Yeah. But I, and I would say that. Um, it gets better looking and it gets worse narratively. Yeah. After the, the first uh, two seasons are still bad. I want to frame that. They're not good stories. They're not good. No. But I wouldn't say they're bad. I disagree. What's in the middle then? Meh. Me- mediocre. Mediocre with signs that it would be become I, better. Yeah, I, th- I would say it's. It would go from. I say it goes from mediocre to bad because it has that potential of being good and it drags it down into the bad character. I would say that throughout it being bad to hmm. start off. There were the good fights mm. done by Sir Montiome himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and make him a sir. He's a sir. Like, uh, give him a knighthood. Anthony Daniels? Yes, like Sir Anthony Daniels. <laughs> uh, and also just it had some characters were very likable. Yeah. Ruby, who has autism. Yeah. She's <laughs> very likable, the main character. She's uh, the leader of Team Ruby. Yeah, there's Ruby um, and... Um, Nora. And Nora, that's it. Nora Valkyrie, <laughs> as I can see here on the wiki. She was nice. That's, it, that's the only likable ones in season yeah. one and two. So we liked a lot of characters. Now, <laughs> I guess we'll delve into the show a bit more here. Uh, so the first volume of Ruby, according to the wiki, mm. uh, introduces the main characters of Team Ruby and Team Juniper and side characters like Sun Wukong and Penny Polandina. Why did you say Wukong like that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to point out that this is R-W-B-Y Ruby yeah. and J-N- is that P-R as Juniper? Yes. Because it stands for a member of each of the teams. Yeah. Um, I think we'll break it. Let's read this, and then we'll break out, break down what we think about That's it. True, true, true. Uh, that appear, so these are the characters that appear in the show. It also introduces some antagonists, such as Roman Torchwick, and hints at bigger antagonists, such as Cinderfall and Jacques Schnee. I don't think... He, uh, all right, I'm going to stop you right there in that first yeah. paragraph. Weiss's dad is not set up as a villain. He's no. just a dickhead. He's set up as being someone who exists in this world. Yeah, he's not set up as a villain. I think uh, Jimmy is set up more as a villain than anyone, in the first two seasons at least. I, yeah, Ironwood I think Jimmy gets totally... more in the second volume. Yeah, I was going to say, at the end of him. volume two, when he when Roman gets 
um, arrested, he's really set up as a villain, and they just drop that entirely, which I just realized. Yeah. Well, they set him up to be kind of... Ambiguous. You were very sure he was going to be a villain. Yes. Yeah. I was. And I tried to temper that expectation from what I had heard. Uh, the volume is dedicated to the main characters starting their school year at Beacon Academy with the Beacon Academy initiation and later with attending classes. The end of the volume is dedicated to expanding the world in the larger stories such as the Schnee Dust Company and the White Fang. So that's what they say volume one is. That's I'd say fair that's enough. fairly accurate. That's fairly accurate. I don't think the Schnee Dust Company is particularly set up. It just, hey, this is a thing. The Schnee Dust Company exists, apparently, yeah. but they cannot be set up well. Because the very thing they do, sell dust, is not set up no, at all. I, I, and it's dust season is not explained. five, I don't know what dust is. What is dust? To, to my understanding, dust is equivalent to like plasmids from Bioshock. Mm-hmm. It just is power. It's just a buff. Yeah, because that guy in season five jammed into his arms and yeah. he got electricity powers. Um, Weiss seems to use it as a revolver ammo. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's got it's elemental. I, can't, I don't even understand Weiss's thing with the dust. Because it, it like appears six flavors like her of sword dust? is just what she does. Yeah, it seems to be like a wand, but she also do it from her hands. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a, if she can only do ice from her hands and her sword is everything else extra. I don't know. But that being said, dust is also not explained at all. No. Because there seems to be so many flavors of dust. Because Weiss at least has six, I think. Or at least five. Yeah. And one is like electricity, fire, ice, time, and there's one other one. Yeah. That black one she uses has to be time because you use it to slow things down and to jump off of. Yeah. It's got to be something physical. And there's one was, other one. I don't know. It felt like kind of like a force field type yeah. thing. So, but just like from to try to explain to people who are watching, <laughs> listening to this horrible podcast, dust is like in this universe it's a thing that they th- want you to understand it's important yeah because the opening it, scene is a dust or robbery yeah the opening do. scene yeah. is a, a scene from cowboy bebop where they're stealing <laughs> dust and um so it's something important it gives powers in some vague way yeah and that's really all you know i think it, it's, it explodes i think it can I think it's explode. a little unstable it's it's like nitroglycerin yeah and but so, so the that's thing, a thing is I still have no idea what it is five seasons in. No. That's something you'll some, – that's a common through line with Ruby <laughs> yeah. is that They'll, I still don't understand this five seasons and in. And the thing is, they don't. it's not even like, oh, you'll get it if you watch like Avatar Last Airbender first or Cowboy Bebop first or Sword Art Online first. You just don't understand it. There's no like relative thing to call no. it. The only relative thing in this world is Aura, which is a halo shield. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay. All right. I, we don't even do the first paragraph. I think in this, what we should do here to start off is we should talk about the three types of power systems going on here, <laughs> which is dust, semblances, and aura. And I think we should talk about the four main girls and what they're what they do. Okay. I think that would be a good way to start because there's not so much to talk about with season one. No, there's really. But not. I think we, just... we could just do that. We could talk about the three powers and the four main girls. We've talked about dust. Dust. Doesn't make any sense. We've talked about aura. aura a little bit. Aura is, you've explained this to me. I'm not paying attention when we watch. Also, I don't think it would uh, it would no, matter it if I did. I, I don't even listen to this show. I have to read the subtitles it's, while I'm on my phone. It appears to be like a halo shield. It appears to be both a I, I think Pierre explained it as a, like, a, a, like a physical embodiment of your fighting. <laughs> Did you have to make the nom sound? Like, oh. I think it's like a physical embodiment of your fighting spirit. 
and it protects you from physical harm until it runs out. So you can't have children die in your anime fighting show, so you have them have a force field until it runs out, and they could still die. But that being said, Aura also heals you, mm-hmm. apparently. Season 5 proved that some fucking how. Yeah, because it didn't make sense to me totally. When he was, because eventually, and then, spoilers. Oh, oh, hold on, I will, yeah. I will override you for a second. And they also, I don't know if it's a retcon or what, because to my understanding, aura is always on. Like, if someone's going to deck you, your aura is going to take it before you do. Uh-huh. But then in season five, Aspen explains it as you have to manually turn it on in your brain. Hmm. So that also confuses the fuck out of me. Was that aura or semblance? No, that's aura. He, that's definitely he, aura. Because he's talking about Oscar hadn't turned on his aura yet. Okay. So back to what you were saying. Yeah. Well, just because aura is apparently, it's your, your shield. Yeah. But... When later on in the series, some guy here, uh, his power, which also these are semblances, his power is uh, to yeah. If we say power, semblance and power mean the same thing in this podcast. Yeah, they he so he's recharging someone who's injured's shield. Yeah, because they've been stabbed through the chest with a with a giant spear. Yes, and for some reason, but recharging their shield heals, heals their them. physical wound yes. that they've suffered. Which I don't, that doesn't jive with my understanding of, that of S.H.I.E.L.D. is explained passively that him healing her aura is using up his aura. Yeah. Which doesn't make any fucking sense. It, he's he's transferring, just transferring his aura, it, yeah, but, but apparently like he has a lot of it. 15 minutes, and he has a lot of it. He's well endowed with a lot <laughs> of aura. Yeah, I don't know how aura heals your physical wounds. Yeah. So dust is some sort of buff. Yeah, dust is literally, it's like crystals. Yeah. It's like actual crystals that you can you snort. It's into, red eye from yeah, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, you can turn into bullets. Yeah, or you can. I don't know if it like powers cars or their cities. I don't know. I don't. There's like electricity dust. That so would maybe. be like world building. <laughs> yeah, they would have to. <laughs> I'm putting in more effort than the writers at this yeah. point. I don't. Know. Um, and then so or, and then auras yeah, are shields. Or dust now, aura semblances. semblances. Semblances are kind of complicated. I don't have, understand them at all. <laughs> semblances have just been explained in season five. Yeah. What to your knowledge what is a semblance? To my understanding a semblance is um so Nora and Ospin both say that everyone has a semblance. So everyone's a bender in this world, but you just have to turn it on. Okay. You have to figure out what it is at some point. Like Ruby said she figured out hers in the middle of nowhere while she was training. Nora got hit by lightning to activate hers. It seems to be kind of random. But I don't know what it is. Like, on a metaphysical level, just in this world, people have superpowers, like yeah. my hero, or if it's like, I don't I don't understand it. I don't, I don't get it. They don't seem to be physical powers. Well, sometimes they are. They, like, the guy yeah. who charges himself up, he's physically yeah, he, jacked No, shit. the guy that charges himself up just can't feel pain. Yeah. That was his semblance, was <laughs> pain nullification. But then sometimes the semblances seem kind of more like a, a well, like some, an astral power that they project Yeah, like emeralds is that she can make you see whatever she wants you to see. Yeah. Um, I forgot what Mercury can do. Mercury, he can... Uh, does he, do- he, he can have robot legs. He has robot legs. No, I, don't, I don't know what he has as semblances or not. What does he do? Uh, Pyrrha's is the polarity, which yeah. is the magnets thing. Ruby's is just explained as speed. Quote-unquote speed. Well, we'll get into that and, when we talk about all those characters. Yeah, um, but, but just, just stuff like that, where it just seems, it seems um, plot-specifically important at the time, and then it does make sense for the rest of the series. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say exactly what a semblance is. What I'll say to you 
is regardless of how closely you're paying attention to whatever you're watching, yeah. which with, uh, with, uh, with us was not totally committed because we started to realize that there, none of this makes any sense. Yeah. So it's hard to continue <laughs> paying super close attention. But, you know, you can, regardless of how much attention you pay, if you watch three seasons of My Hero Academia, yeah. you know what Ochako's power is. <laughs> yeah. You don't. You're not going. Wait, what is what? By what does season, Todoroki do? By season three, you know everyone's power offhand. Yes, because they all get so much time, even passively, to know what it is. Yes, like I can tell you the guy's name, but I know that if he eats sugar, he gets strong. Yes, that's true. Yeah, like I didn't... and and you can't do that for some of the main characters <laughs> yeah. of this show. So that's but, just a difficult. Perfect example is I'm going to leave this into talking about the main girls. Is that all right? Sure. Do you have anything else you want to hit? I, I thought I could read quickly what assemblance is right. according to the experts <laughs> who devote their entire lives according to, to the Ruby. sweats on the subreddit. Yeah, uh, it says here semblance is a power exhibited by certain characters in Ruby. It is developed from a person's aura, so it comes from their shield okay. thing. So and, it's like okay, and typically helps in battle against Grim or whatever. Semblances are different between people and can range from super strength, manipulating objects, to disorienting opponents. So something between only those three options. <laughs> That's the power triangle. Yeah. It's like armor, speed, and yeah. firepower yes. is the regular triangle. No, it's, this one. it's disorientation, super strength. Yeah. So okay, so that's just so people know. I still don't. It's, so it's just vague powers I, that are going explain. back to your My Hero Academia comparison. Yeah, you kind of know everyone's power almost offhand. I don't know what Yang's semblance still is. I don't know how it works. Yang's is that she? I think they change it. Doesn't hers get <laughs> they changed? They seem like it changes because I think at one point they explain it is she's like Black Panther and she's taking damage until she dishes it back out. Yeah. And then her dad explains it as she gets angry and she doubles her strength. Yeah, so I, I think they exactly. change it. Yeah, I feel like at one point it was exactly that, that she gets angry, loses control, and then she gets super powerful. Yeah. And then also it was explained that she's like uh, she's rubber and she gets <laughs> attacked and just bounces back or whatever. You know, so that I don't understand. Yeah. So I guess so. That's Yang. What is her weapon, Griff? Uh, I'll give it to the, I'll give it to the series. Weapons in the shows are usually pretty fucking cool. They are usually pretty cool because Monty Ohm designed them before <laughs> yeah. he died. So Yang's weapon is just she punches stuff. She fights a lot like Tifa from Final Fantasy VII, which has been said before, and I'll reiterate it here. Yes, and she punches. She's oh, a mix wow, between a big fucking spider behind you. Oh my god. How big? <laughs> Holy Christ! Alive. Jesus, you're like a spider magnet. Ah! That's the same one from outside, probably. It's still alive, I think. The one from your car. You fuck. You fuck. All right. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Crisis averted. Jake seems to have an aversion to spiders. There was one in his vehicle today, and he was trying not to have a panic attack. No. Okay. Well. What? All right. Okay. So about, I was oh, saying Yang. she's yeah. a mix of she's a mix between Tifa and Bakugo from uh, My Hero, <laughs> but uh, she fights with f- punching. She's a physical fighter, and her weapon is it seems to just be a pair of gauntlets that don't actually attach to her hands. They just kind of extend it to bracers mm-hmm. and fire shotgun shells. 
they fire like fire blasts. Yeah, like explosive route, like With dragon a generic breath. shotgun sound yeah, effect. Like, <laughs> but yeah, that's Yang's weapon is is cuffs that fight fire explosive rounds. Indeed, and she can also use those to bounce herself around or propel herself. Yeah, and she, fly she only does the it air. like fucking once though. She does it yeah. only in that initiation arc, and I've never seen her do it again. She does it magically, and it's fantastic. Uh, so that's Yang. Yeah, Yang Daolong. And say like <laughs> what? <laughs> what is Yang Zhaolong is her name, and I'm just trying to pronounce it correctly. Uh, her sister is Ruby, full sister, I believe, right? No, because Ruby's mom is dead. Oh yeah, they have the same dad. <laughs> okay, even though Yang's mom looks exactly like Ruby. <laughs> yeah, Yang's mom looks just like Ruby, but so maybe. No, that wouldn't make sense. Because they were at Ruby's mom's grave. Maybe Ruby's mom was Yang's mom's sister? I don't know. Because I thought her mom was the other person on Team Crow. I don't know. I thought it was Crow, his sister, and then... Well, who's the other person that was on Team... Oh, her wasn't dad, it Winter? Right? Isn't her dad on that team? Yeah, and one other person. Mm. It made it seem like um, Weiss's sister was on that team. At she doesn't seem as old as them. She doesn't, but it seemed like... That was the implication. It wouldn't make any sense. They seem like they but knew this each show other. doesn't make it any doesn't sense. It doesn't make any sense. So. But anyway, what are we talking about? Ruby? We're talking about, we're moving over to Ruby. Okay. Ruby is two years younger, right? Yes. Yeah. She's 15. The other girls are 17. And they also very casual. They don't bring it up at all. She never struggles because she's younger. She says it as a passing line when they're on the Zeppelin to school that Yang says that she got moved two years ahead. Yes. I don't know. I don't know how. Cause she's not really bright. No, <laughs> she's she's not an exceptional fighter. She's, uh, not, she's not smart. She's a better fighter in the first two seasons. It would make sense if Pyrrha was moved two years ahead. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Ruby's here. So Ruby's there. She's fifteen. She skipped two grades. She's uh, autistic, but I, it's likable. She's very quirky and, and yeah. charming. And how in uh, her also autism. she's not canically autistic. I just choose to view her as autistic. We, it, we it, do it makes sense. She's the character makes a lot more sense if you understand that she factually is autistic, <laughs> and uh, she, she cannot recognize human interactions. Without, she has a hard time with yeah. social cues. She likes everybody, and she's just nice. Yeah. And uh, she doesn't worry about these greater problems in the world. No, she doesn't even worry about the grim or the oncoming war. She's like, no. yeah, I'm gonna go have an adventure with my friends now. Yeah, and she becomes friends with robots. Yeah. Uh, what is her weapon, Griff? Oh, it's got a name. It's a giant scythe. Is it Crimson Rose? I don't give a shit. It's got a name. It's a giant scythe that's also a sniper rifle. Yeah. It's the most fleshed out of all the weapons in the show. It's it's cool. It's very obviously Monty's favorite weapon. It is a very cool weapon. It is. And, um, yeah, she rarely uses it as a scythe, though. She mostly uses it as a sniper rifle. Yeah. She's usually shooting people. (laughs) Yeah. She's usually away from the fight, shooting people, and occasionally she fights with them. She's usually violently angry, shooting people with a sniper rifle uh, because they touched her without <laughs> asking. And she's like, ah! She flips out. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, I want to just a quick note on Ruby and her weapon. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the show, and this is something H.R. Bomber Guy touched on in his, uh, like, yeah. spaz attack about this <laughs> show. In his unmitigated night- yeah. vocal nightmare. It starts off with, she's reading a wep- uh, weapons uh, we- quarterly we- we- or whatever. Weapons magazine, yeah. Yeah, and she, like, she's way into weapons, and she designed her scythe herself. Yeah. She made her Which scythe. Which also Aspen calls the scariest weapon maybe ever, or something yeah. along those lines. She has become death, destroyer of yeah, worlds. Yeah, she invented the, a nuke. Yeah. 
And then that never really no. rears its head. She never that she, makes another weapon. She doesn't make weapons. She doesn't upgrade her weapon. Nope. She doesn't upgrade her friend's weapon. She doesn't do anything like no. that. And it seems seems a wasted opportunity. Yeah. It, and I'm I'm fairly certain that the writers just forgot because <laughs> they don't. They're they, not very. They said, oh, we we need we need a character trait for Ruby. She likes weapons. Let's just add that in and not come back to yeah, it. Yeah, let's just leave it. Let's let it float there. Yeah. All right. So that's Ruby done. Weiss Schnee. What's her What's her semblance? Being homosexual. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's more Blake and Yang's. No, somewhat. they're fake homosexual. <laughs> they don't make any goddamn sense. They're trend. They're trend homosexuals. <laughs> who just pretend to be gay uh, because Weiss's it's cool. Weiss's power seems to be. Uh, runes, ice runes. Her her semblance is magic, but magic is not a semblance. Magic is a separate thing Ma- where you can turn people into birds, <laughs> which <laughs> with, is unbelievable. with no downsides. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Sorry, guys. This will. This is probably very confusing if you haven't seen this horrible show. But um, uh, Weiss's power seems to be making runes. She can yeah. use them. There's no ex- There's no ex- explanation about it. No. But she seems to be able to make them both with her hands at varying sizes mm-hmm. or with her rapier wand. Yes. I'm shrugging. <laughs> it's a very rapey wand. And, uh, yeah, she can – and she th- eventually she can conjure, like – Like – like um, uh, like it- autonomous figures yeah. from from her runes. And like it really doesn't seem to – or a boar. Yeah, it doesn't really seem to follow any sort of internal logic. It seems to be whenever she needs to do magic. I she guess. She do like a Todoroki ice wall. She can shoot a small little little one mana fireball. Yeah. And I've never seen her use the lightning one, ever. It would be as if Todoroki had his powers, <laughs> and then also he can summon people through <laughs> portals. It's like, what? No, those don't seem to those go, but buy, yeah. and he just can't. She, so. Yeah, that... Uh, why doesn't make any goddamn sense? No, uh, she's racist. Oh yeah, and that's her defining character trait. She's racist against the Faunus and the Nomadge. Yeah, and the Muggles. <laughs> the Muggles. She's against all that. Um, her weapon, of course, as you said, is a rapier with a, a revolver, revolver thing on it. Yeah. She doesn't to fire it though. I like she doesn't know. shoot it like a gun. No, it just flips. Uses over. it for magic. Yeah, and uses which it is kind not of magic, magic. Which is not magic. That's it's something else where you turn people into birds. <laughs> uh, and and then Blake finally. Is the secret? Uh, we'll have to talk about that. We have to talk about Faunus, huh? We'll have to talk about that. So she is the she's the black one. <laughs> she, <laughs> For context, she's not one. actually black. Yeah, but also figuratively, she is. Um, she's the Faunus. But uh, what is her she's weapon? The uh, I don't understand hers. Particularly. She's got like things. It's she's like, like two a handheld. She's got things. like a sword with a gun in the handle, but she uses the sheath. As like a blunt weapon mm-hmm. that's tethered to the hilt of her gun sword. Yeah, but she never really seems to use. Doesn't the she have like sheath? flowing ribbons that she? Like, no, it's not like Aizawa's thing. It's just her 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 sheath is connected with the ribbon to the, her hilt, mm-hmm. and she uses it as like a long range nunchuck, I guess. Blake doesn't make any goddamn sense. No, it doesn't. Make any sense. Sometimes it's a gun. Sometimes it's a sword. And her semblance is she can duplicate herself, like she can make f- shadow clone. shadow clones. Yeah, she can use shadow clone jitsu. Yeah, that's a, that's to my understanding. She can make like extra Blakes or very she convincing make other Blakes. They're not even like Blakes that don't move and are very obviously fake. Yeah, they are Blakes that will go and interact with the world, and then they turn out to be fake. They go to they class never for use her. That. 
<laughs> they're Blakes that can, you know, you see them and they're like, kept you waiting, huh? And yeah. Um, <laughs> can she make other people duplicates? I, I don't think I've seen her I don't do remember. That. I think maybe, maybe, but I don't know. So that's the, the main four that's people. That's Team Ruby. Uh, rem- uh, do you want to talk about some of these other characters we like? You want to talk about Team Juniper or... Uh, okay, Juniper has Jean, yeah. Jean Arc. He is a writer self-insert character. Unironically. A, this is without irony. He is a writer self-insert character. He is a blatant self-insert character for one of the writers, Miles Luna, <laughs> He's to sit around and have show, girls like him. And he wrote this character that he voices Yeah, that like three girls like at the same time. Yes. Three teenagers and like he's, at the same time. He's not even cool, but no. everyone t- talks about how badass he is. Uh, awful character. Jean Arc, boo. Yeah, Jean can fuck off. Uh, Pira Nikos, whose name means Pyrrhic Victory. Uh, she's all right. I like yeah, her. Yeah, I know. She's uninteresting, but she's fine. Yeah, she's not very interesting. She has no character cool. except I'm exceptional. Yeah. Nora. Nora's I like good. Nora. I like Nora. She's, no, uh, she's got a giant hammer. She's like if Ruby was an autistic quirky. Yeah. And she had a little bit more. She was a little more outgoing, yeah, and had bigger boobs. Yeah. I would like that about Ruby. <laughs> yeah, so Nora's pretty cool. She's got a giant hammer, yeah, and her hot. her her quirk is that <laughs> when she, uh, she can absorb yeah, electricity. Also, they changed that one. Yeah, I don't remember. My understanding, hers was like power stacking. Yes, like her muscles were just like eight times denser than normal humans, so she ended up being super strong. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, no, uh, if you hit me with lightning, I become strong. Yeah, fuck off. Because <laughs> when she was a baby, she got struck by lightning. Um. But her literally that's the excuse. Yeah, no, that is that's how her her quirk manifested. But um, her you said her her weapon is a hammer. That's also a grenade launcher. I like to add that on. That's true. Twice as cool. She is uh the best character. <laughs> and Lee Ren, that's Nora's boyfriend. Yeah, that's it. He's Move he's on. nice. <laughs> voiced by Me- Monty and and. Even though he's voiced by Monty, he is not written as a pathetic insert character. He's just someone he happens to voice. Yeah. Which is uh, how it should be. Which is how it should be if you're going to do that. Why is a major character in season one Carden Winchester? I don't know. He's, he's in is he the wh- bully? Yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Ozpin. And, and this goddamn wicked. Ozpin. Ozpin's fucking Ozpin. He's a Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Literal. He's the Wizard just, of Oz. He's wearing in all there. green all the time. Uns- unsubtly uh, alluded to as the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Uh, Glinda Good Witch is, nothing. you know, whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Spanish, Spanish, Spanish. Uh, Roman Torchwick. Lisa, who's Lisa Lavender? Lisa Lavender? Yeah, minor characters. Good minor characters? Yeah. Do a mouse click on that one. Oh, oh the, the news JPEG lady? of the news lady. The PNG, yeah, the JPEG. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Roman Torchwick, great villain. He's a good He's villain. He's the best one so far. Yeah. And they kill them in the most bitch-ass way possible. We'll get to it. <laughs> Uh, God Ro- damn it! Yeah, I liked Roman. He was kind of cool. I did. You he know why? Because a- gave, they gave us three seasons of Roman, and I liked him at the end of it. Yeah, and he was developed. Yeah, and they came back to him, and he had a character. Yeah, unlike the uh, other yeah. characters <laughs> in the show. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's. I think that's all we really need to get into here. Uh, let's. Oh, progress. Uh, we, get, we should probably talk about uh, Sun and Neptune. Uh, do they even show up here? Sun shows up. Sun Wukong. What was that? Sun Wukong. What was that last part? Sun Wukong. Mm, sounds a little... He's a monkey guy, right? Oh, and Penny. We didn't talk about Penny either. Oh, yeah. 
Let's talk about Penny first. All right, yeah. Penny is well, a let's, robot. Let's breeze over Sun. We'll go back to Penny because okay. we like Penny. Breeze over Sun. He's a monkey that can make shadow clones out of pure energy. Yeah. And tells Blake that she doesn't have to be a terrorist anymore. Yeah. Moving on to <laughs> Penny. <laughs> Well, we're not. Oh, even we didn't explain the faunus. We'll get into it. They <laughs> don't either, so we'll get into it later. Um, Penny. Penny is a robot girl. Yeah, she shows up. She's like, uh, "I'm a robot." Beep boop. <laughs> and then later, she's like, "I have a dark secret, guys." Yeah, I have I'm sad a robot. News. I'm I got a, a sad news. Yeah, they pretend like she's not a robot, and the first scene that she's in, you can tell she's a robot. Yeah, instantly she's like, "Oh, look, it's a robot." <laughs> Yeah, she's cool. She's nice. Yeah. She says, salutations. Yeah, and she's I laying like on the floor for no reason. I think That's they bump into stand her. Out. Yeah, no, but she's literally laying on the... Oh, wait, do they knock her over? I think they knock her over. I thought they tripped over her, and she just happens to be on the ground. <laughs> it could be either or. I, I really don't, don't care. I'm not going to quibble. I'm not going to... No, write, me neither. I'm not going to quibble. <laughs> Quiz bop. Yeah, Qu- so that's how they meet Penny. Penny's yeah. nice. She's like... And secret- no one likes Penny but Ruby. No, because they're creeped out because she's too nice. Yeah, but Ruby, a who has autism, yeah. she relates better with a robot than she <laughs> does with the humans. And so, or not the not the humans, the normal folk. I guess I, I don't I don't know how to put that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, not the not those fucking fathers. Yes. Uh, yeah. So Penny's cool. I like her. All right. Let's see. Really quick. Here. And she dies. Oh, you got to watch ads. What are you poor? I do. It's Penny pe- dies. It's ten bucks a month. She's torn asunder. We only watch YouTube. All right, here's Weiss. Oh, Weiss does directly. Oh, see? Okay. There you go. All right. Weiss runs into Penny because she's, she's being running a dumb away. Bitch. Oh, because Weiss is running away because she's being racist and trying to track down Sun for stealing a banana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weiss is being racist again and, yeah, tracks down a monkey boy to make him give back a banana he stole. Because uh, she's like, they're like, Weiss, just let it go. The police will deal with it. She's like, no, no. Monkeys cannot have bananas. Weiss is really unrepentantly racist for two episodes, and then they drop it. Yeah, they. Well, she learns to be less racist. Uh, she <laughs> not by much. Training. She learns to not vocalize her racism anymore. Yeah. All right, moving on to volume two. I'll read the description. The second volume starts with everybody already settled in their school life. The protagonists start uncovering a plot by Roman Torchwick and the White Fang, while Cinder Falls' plan also moves forward with her followers. Emerald Sustry and Mercury Black infiltrating the academy without suspicion. General James Ironwood and the Atlas military also come to visit the academy as well. During the course of the volume, the members of Team Ruby reveal their reasons for becoming huntresses while questioning those reasons. I don't remember that. I, I, that probably happened at some point. I think that happened while they were talking at the campfire, but it didn't matter. <laughs> I know that it did happen because we were like that one of them did it for money, like Ochako from, <laughs> from My Hero. It was, was our joke. Who was that? Was it Blake? It wasn't any of them for real. We made it up. Oh. <laughs> uh, hints towards the past problems of the group include Weiss Schnee and her father Jacques Schnee uh, taking over the Schnee Dust Company. I don't remember anything about that. No. Blake Belladonna and her past relationship with Adam Torres and the White Fang and Yang Jiaonong trying to find her mother, Raven Brynwen, after she left her years ago. She didn't do that. She did. How uh, did she try to find she her mom? She brought it up in the... In, I think they were at the campfire in the destroyed city. She brought up how her and Ruby, the the infant Ruby and the nine-year-old Yang, were pulling along in the little red rocket uh, um, 
It's called a red flyer. Whatever. Red rocket is a dog's penis. I know. That's okay. just, that was the joke. All right, continue. Um, what are those fucking things called? Red flyer. Yeah, but it's got a name. A wagon? Yeah, I guess. Okay. I feel like it's a different name for what you put when you put a child in it. I don't think it's a wagon anymore. A stroller? No. Whatever. She's tra- carrying her sister along in one of those, and Ruby's a small baby that cannot walk or speak, and Yang is old enough to walk when they're only two years apart. Yang's like seven, Ruby's one. <laughs> yeah. Even though they're two years apart. <laughs> but whatever. And yeah, and then she's looking for her mom. And then she finds that cabin, I think. I think that's what that conversation was. I guess. I, I guess. I. So this is things they talk about? I don't know. Because they didn't do this. No, they didn't. It's fucking dumb. Yeah. I hate then, this show. And, and then the sh- the, <laughs> he's not, getting mad. It's. I don't think it's brought up that Jacques Schnee took over the Schnee Dust Company. It was more brought up that there was new leaders in the White Fang that made them into Black Panthers. They became Al Qaeda, but instead of in season the other five, thing. it's brought up that he married into the Schnee name. Yeah, but to my understanding, the Schnees and their dust company had been exploiting finest labor for like hundreds of years. Yeah, I don't think that was uh, I don't, they. The timeline in the show is really weird because it either happened a decade ago, they act like it's ancient history, or it happened ancient history ago and they act like it was five years ago. Yes. Uh, the racial situation in the show. They have. There's racism in the show against people called the Faunus, yeah. who are people with. You're entirely human, except you have bunny ears or something. Yeah, which I don't know. How is anyone racist against that? I don't know. How are they not perfectly integrated, at least as sex workers? Yeah. The, no one is not fucking Faunus. I, it's wholly unreasonable. This is your thing. Um, you wouldn't have sex with a Faunus. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm saying it doesn't necessarily make it better for me that they I'm have saying bunny it'd be ears. A sil- if we introduce Faunus right now, it'd be a 50-50 split of people fucking them and non-fucking them. Fucking them and hating them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's what the Faunus are. So, okay. So with these events where uh, Roman is... This is the season where Roman's taking a train underground, right? Yeah, um, this is the season where Roman keeps collecting dust for This no is where reason. Ruby falls into the plot. Yeah, where <laughs> Ruby falls into the plot, but also where he keeps collecting dust and then nothing happens. He's collecting dust to... To to, to what? To, ca- to cause a shortage of dust and drive you know, up actually, the market price. That would make sense when the borders close on season four, yes. but Roman's fucking dead, so it doesn't matter. Roman's died already. <laughs> Um, he's doing it to build those bombs. No, it just he, doesn't make sense. They, they don't. He's taking the dust to turn it into those bombs he puts on the train. But those are regular bombs, because Adam has a fucking million of them to put on the tower at the end of season five. He's collecting <laughs> dust because he had a he warehouse of it? dust. He had an iron throne of dust. He did, yeah. Uh, and then Cinder, uh, her, Cinder and her buddies, she's another villain. Cinder. Cinder's just evil? Yeah. For no fucking reason. Evil and she, sexy. She has no motivation other than, I will now be evil. And she is now evil. Yeah. Cinder and her friends infiltrate the school uh, because the security sucks yeah. ass. Because this 40-year-old woman's like, yeah, I'm fucking I'm 15, whatever. <laughs> this obvious milf she throws out a uniform and everyone thinks she's fucking 15. I know. Cause she, I mean, what a testament <laughs> to her daily workouts. And no. <laughs> uh, and makeup regimen, uh, yeah, yep, yep. I don't want to go volume by volume anymore. This is stupid. Uh, 
what ends? Let's just talk about. <laughs> let's talk about everything I fucking we fucking hate. Let's talk about everything that happens afterwards. There's All right, the... so season two ends with the train that Roman has. Roman has a train filled with explosives for no other reason than to bust through a blockade and let Grimm into the city. Yes, the city of Vale, Colorado, <laughs> which is next to Beacon Academy. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't remember the fucking names of the nations or the cities. Yeah. So he he takes this fucking train. He busts through this barricade. Grimm invade the city. Hammeroids come down from yeah. the sky from Even the before army. that, yeah, hammeroids, Ruby, and Juniper are all doing a decent job and at fighting everyone off. Then Team Coffee shows up. That has never been on screen before. No. They're just some other team. And they never show up afterwards except at the beginning of the tournament arc. Yeah. They show up to win. For no reason, really. And leave. Yeah. And Ruby and Juniper had it handled with the hammeroids. Yeah. They show up. Jimmy Ironwood, the best character, with his revolver that he twirls like awesome. He doesn't twirl it. Once. And he, him and his hammeroids show up, and they help. And it seems like it's all handled. Yeah. But then Team Coffee shows up to cock everybody and win the fight themselves. Which uh, is dumb. That ends. I guess the purpose of that was just to sow chaos. Yeah, because I had brought it up that it's the cusp of a fascist state now. Mm-hmm. Because James Ironwood has brought in his army... Atlas from Atlas, question mark. I don't know if it's also a nation still. I think Atlas is the country they live in. But it was, yeah. So I think it's the army. I feel like it's a corporation as well, though. Countries can't be companies. Well, well, corporations are people. Well, that's true. So he brings his army from Atlas to occupy Beacon to make sure there's not more attacks? Question mark? He he needs emergency powers in order to keep everybody safe. Yeah, but the thing is, he's an evil. He's working with Ospit. So it doesn't matter if he's evil or not. Yeah, but even a good guy who's taking too much power could be a problem. Yeah, but they don't pay Atlas is one of the four kingdoms of Remnant. There you go. Okay. There you have it. So he's in charge of Atlas, the he country. He wants to use a clone army to protect he's everybody. He's in charge of Atlas, the country, Atlas, the army, and Atlas, the school. He's just in charge of the army. No, he's the headmaster of the school and the general of the army. He's t- he holds two cabin positions. Sure, whatever. It specifically said that he has two cabin positions as mm-hmm. opposition to him taking power. Yes. So there's three things named Atlas. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Anyway. And then Quizbop, Ozpin, <laughs> he's like, I think we need to let my hunters and huntresses handle security. <laughs> and Jimmy says, I need a clone army to do this. This doesn't happen. Yes, it, no, it essentially. No. Essentially. It, there's no. There's never an issue between the hunters and the hammeroids. There is. No, there isn't. It's the people don't trust the hammeroids. The whole reason that the hammeroids are there, Ozpin is like, I can. I don't need you to come take over the school and run things. I'm, I've got it handled. And then there's the inner machinations where the board are like, we think security should be handled by Jimmy and his hammeroids <laughs> from now on. And then Jimmy said, it's nothing personal, Ozpin. I think you, you know, trust me and we'll work together. I, I've got the way to do this. I'm going to trust you because I didn't watch the fucking show. <laughs> that was what well. happened. But the problem is they saw this conflict at the end of season two. Yes. And it's immediately resolved in the season three when Crow shows up and it's revealed that they've all been working together the whole fucking time. Q-Row. Yes. Yes. Crow with the Q shows up. Uncle Crow. Oh, I'm Uncle Crow. <laughs> I'm Uncle Crow. And it shows up fuckers. and they're immediately all friends like they've been for the last 50 years. Uncle Crow is Ruby and Yang's uncle. Yes. But not really. He's not Ruby's uncle in any way. No. He's Yang's mom's brother. Brother, yeah. 
Now, it could be if Yang's mom and Ruby's mom are sisters, which I'm thinking possibly. But we don't know because we haven't finished the show. These are hurting my thinks. Uh, but whatever. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Uncle Crow, no relation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Uncle Crow shows up at the beginning of season three, right? Yes. So uh, he's shown drinking heavily. All the time. <laughs> All the time. And he's watching... The uh, shittiest tournament arc Yeah, the shittiest seen. tournament arc maybe ever. They open with the worst fight in the fucking series. Yes. We almost turned it off because it, it was sucked. 15 minutes of crap. I was yelling. And then it got better every fight of the tournament arc, except the Pyrrha and Penny one. But that one didn't really count. No. But anyway, Crow shows up, and um, you don't know what the fuck he's about. He looks like Ruby. <laughs> he looks like a cool dude. Yeah. Uh, he wears a cape like Ruby does, which I only assume that's why Ruby wears a cape, because mm-hmm. Crow wears one. Ruby looks up to him. And then Crow fights uh, Weiss's sister, Winter. Winter Shmee. For fun. Yeah. No, because she's like, you old son of a bitch. How dare you show up here? And he's yeah, like, I think I'm Uncle Crow. Yeah, I think he's like, you just want to fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> you want to fuck me so bad, you're, you look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> and then they fight a little bit, and then Ospin yanks his chain. And he stops fighting, and then it's revealed that Crow, Glenda Goodwitch, Winter Schnee, Jimmy Ironwood, and Ospin have all been working together to keep the fucking Infinity Stone safe for the last thousand years. Yes. Is anyone else immortal but Ospin? I don't know. Crow seems older beyond his years. Crow seems like he should be alive for like 300 years because he's a fucking bird. Crow is not immortal. I know. Crow is like 50, right? 40 maybe? He's in his 40s. Okay. Just like the dad of the girls and their mom. Then why do they act like they've been doing this for 300 years? You can be sick of shit by 40, <laughs> I know. But he acts like he's been guarding these relics for fucking 300 years. Because he became a bird when he went there for high school to learn how to kill a hunter. <laughs> which they wouldn't teach you in a hunter school. <laughs> it's like, I went to police training to learn how to kill cops. I don't know if they do that. I know, that might be the best way to figure out how to kill cops. You learn their tactics? Yeah. I guess. But, yeah, it's real that him and his sister went to Hunter Hunters school. don't even have tactics. They're just, <laughs> just randomly they have the, yelling. They have the, uh, the color palette. They all come to you. Yes. They decide if they're going to shoot you or not. Yeah. Um, yeah, apparently Crow and his sister Raven, who are not birds from birth, mind you. No. Two siblings that happen to be named birds that Aspen gives the power to become birds. Yeah. No downsides. <laughs> They go to hunter school. Well, this is where we introduce magic. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Apparently, fuck. <laughs> Professor Ozpin Im- is a Daedric god yeah, he's a- from the old times. Yeah. And he has a, he can do magic, which is not like a semblance. Magic is not a semblance. It's not like aura. It's not like any of that. And it's fucking mind-boggling to and, people when they find out about magic. And Ozpin is so inherently powerful. Yeah. He's great and powerful. There is a myth about him. Yes. A myth of him being an old man in his house. He tells tells Pyra the tale. Crow tells him this story. Crow asks her what her favorite fairy tale was. I thought that was Ospin. No, I think Ospin tells her the other one. Okay. About the, um, or maybe it was Ospin told him her own, his own myth. Myth, yes. Maybe. But she says, of course I've heard of that one. Yeah. And it's not myths that are real. It's one. It's not ones that we would know. No, they've made them up. It's like, do you know the myth of the three brothers from Harry Potter? Yes. And as a reader the first time. But anyway, um, it's this myth about a man as old as time who refused to leave his house. 
and four beautiful, kind sisters come four along. Four hot bitches show yeah. up. And co- slowly coax him to talk to them through the door, then stand on his stoop, then walk down the path, and then yeah. finally, like, plant something. I don't fucking know yeah, what the last one Yeah, that's how Ozpin learned. He, yeah. Then he created mankind. No. no. That, was, that was the that darkness was the and light. One. Yeah, that's Crow's story. Yeah. Um, um, but Ozpin bestows magical powers on these four women. These four hot bitches. And it's the powers of the seasons. Yeah. Summer, autumn, winter, and spring. Yeah. And then he spends the rest of his fucking life trying to protect them after he gave them those fucking powers. Yes. He spends the rest of eternity <laughs> trying to pr- stop anyone from getting those powers he created. <laughs> which you th- which one would think he could just take away. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I want this one back. Yeah. It seems it's to be a- some random fucking grim arm that can steal them. No, uh-huh. Ozpin can't reincorporate a part of his soul back into his body. Also, Ozpin can't defeat any of them in a fight. <laughs> the peop- the powers that he created and gave away. He also, none of the powers is- in a fight are good unless fucking Cinder's using them. Yeah. Why doesn't he just give everyone on the team powers? Well, he said he used an immense amount of power giving out the four seasons. A great and powerful amount of power. <laughs> no. Dumbass. Stupid mistake, Ozpin. <laughs> using all your power. Ding. Yeah. Cinemason. Ozpin used all his power at the beginning of the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um... And the rest of his power, he gave to two fucking siblings becoming birds, and that was it. He ran out of power. He used the rest of his powers to turn two people into birds. Which and is, lie. Uh, so he did just... People the birds and lie. Yeah. <laughs> he uses his power to, to curse people with the ability to become birds if they feel like it. <laughs> with no downsides. Yeah, the unforgivable act of letting people become birds if they want. Which you is something that really a bird with no them. consequences. Yeah, you what? monster, <laughs> you bastard. And this used to be a running theme in the show, especially in season four and five of. Um, Creating conflict? Of people saying that someone's lying when they just have not told them a piece of information yet. <laughs> yeah, there's lying and you don't trust me are two things that they want to start picking up on, but they haven't created those situations. No. But they're like, whatever, we'll just, you know, fuck like it. Yang just... is like, I, Ospin, I don't trust you. I can't believe you lied to us this whole time. And I would have been lied like... about my mom <laughs> being a bird. <laughs> you wanted to know about the eternal struggle of the four maidens and the four fucking infinity stones? He's like, I'm I just... sorry I didn't tell you and the whole goddamn nation about it. <laughs> he's like, I lied this whole time. Yeah, he's like, I just didn't mention that I made your mom be able to become if you a bird. If you would have asked me, I would have told you about it. Yeah. <laughs> you tell me my mom can turn into a bird with no consequences? Yeah. Oh. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Who would do that? Who would... Would you turn to a bird with no consequences? Sure. <laughs> yeah, right? No more gas... <laughs> Uh, I There's no to, consequences. I might have to bring stuff home. <laughs> There's literally no consequences. If, if, I, if I use it once because I threw a frisbee up somewhere, <laughs> it's worth it because I I would like steal stuff with it. I'd be like a bird and I go into like a jewelry store and break a thing open and steal like a diamond and just leave. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm a bird. What are you gonna do? You gonna book a fucking raven? Yeah, and a you're bird. Gonna, you know, kill a fat pigeon <laughs> and a bird on the ground. He's below skirt height. And I could be like life, a dead bird. I could be like, oh, I'm dead. Help me, help me. <laughs> I've got and then someone nursing me back camera. to health. Yeah, like Avery does with that baby. What? <laughs> you know, during the Avatar what? episode, Avery, <laughs> Stan's Bullock? boss, Avery Bullock, his avatar is a baby. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, it gets milked. Yeah. Yeah. That'd yeah. be my thing, but it's a bird. Okay. Yeah. 
I'd be a bird with no consequences. There's no nothing wrong with becoming a gross semblance was already unluckiness before he got a bird. And his fucking sister can make portals to her loved ones wherever she fucking wants. So that's not a curse either. Yeah. It's a very useless power because she doesn't want to see her loved ones. <laughs> yeah. So she never I, uses it. It's the it. ironic twist. Yeah. The, the irony is that she has the power to see her kids <laughs> literally whenever she wants. At any point that she wants. Yeah. And it's her, they explain it as her bonded, quote unquote. Bonded. So she could do like only Yang because she doesn't love Ruby. She's not a real fucking daughter. No. Her brother, Crow, and there's one other person I think it's that bitch she was in love with. I think it was the only people she could teleport. Was to. she in love with Vernal? Vernal, I think so. I thought she was just it was a purely physical relationship. I thought it was just a booty call and also a convenience. It's a booty situation. call in camp, though. You just sleep together eventually. Yeah, like they share the same tent. Like, you ever see Vernal's tent? Well, she invites her to stay in her tent. Yeah, because she's gonna fuck her. She's in a good mood. Because <laughs> she wants to get some puss. Uh, yeah. Okay. What? What the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, Ozpin, I think. I don't Quiz know. Quiz Bob. <laughs> Quiz Bob. Um, yeah, so, okay. So on top of there being four maidens that have infinite power, there's also four relics from the creation of the universe, which is like the gift of knowledge and three other ones I don't remember, because mm-hmm. that's the only good one. <laughs> yes. Do you remember any of the other ones? What? Do you remember <laughs> any of the other gifts they gave mankind? They gave mankind gifts? Yeah, that's the that's that's that lantern they got. Oh, yeah, um, frankincense, no, myrrh, no. and gold. No, that's what's in Dr. Pepper. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, then no, no, no I, I don't, I don't know either. I don't remember. But they gave humanity four infinity stones and yeah. four and four bitches. Yeah, and then <laughs> at different junctures, it seems like. <sighs> but for some reason, the four bitches can open. The doors that give the four infinity stones. Yeah. Unrelated. So someone's going to get all four infinity stones. Yeah. And- Ruby's going to get them in the chest with, <laughs> yeah, the, with her giant scythe. scythe. And they're going to oh. say, you should have gone for the head. And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he snaps. And then she gets really fat and depressed. Yeah. And then they destroys half the universe. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't, I wouldn't mind if they just stole it. I wouldn't away. mind it. No. It would be I'd a like better show. <laughs> I like it more if they just started putting them, putting the characters I like into uh, <laughs> Other stuff better, like. better stories. All right. Closing thoughts? <laughs> Seasons four and five. No, three, four and five are really bad. Four was the worst. Three was the worst. No, three was not the worst. Well, that was a tournament arc. The tournament arc was awful, but then it got oh, better. Oh, you know, right? Four was the all Blake season. Yeah, that was the worst one. I think the second half of three is fine because things are happening, and there are people that I like or whatever. And Jimmy's twirling his pistol. He didn't twirl her. And Kendall uh, twirls her guns. The bunny girl finally uses her cool thing where she uses everyone else's powers. Yeah. So there are good things there. That's true. Penny gets murdered. Yes. Very emotional scene for me. No. There's a scene where Ruby has to escape <laughs> yeah. a hallway. There's a scene where Ruby closes a door behind her that doesn't lock. And she goes, oh, hey, that door locked, huh? And when she just walks down a hallway, and Mercury is there to beat her ass in. Yeah. She, Ruby's in a hallway getting in a fight. All she has, her her mission is to get out of this hallway. No, her mission is to tell everyone that Mercury didn't break his fucking leg. Now? Yeah. So she now she's like, Mercury's here. Wait a minute. So I just have to go out here and stop that fight outside. So uh, logically, you would do that by returning to the arena, which is behind it, yeah. her, which is not stopped. <laughs> it's not guarded by Mercury. There's a giant red door that says exit. 
behind her throughout the fight. And, and but, then she does. And then on top of that, her power is super speed. Yes. And she tries to go past Mercury. Yeah, which makes no sense. No. Because she wants to go the other way, where yeah. she came, with a giant red door right behind her. <laughs> um, yeah, so season three, not the worst. Uh, no. Season four, awful. Awful. Garbage. Season four was... Um, I'm I'm just trying to fucking think here. Yang with no arm. It's the first Hobbit movie. Um, <laughs> Ruby's off with John. Yeah. Blake season. Blake does Awful. some shit. Yeah. Weiss is being abused and forced to sing in a minstrel show for her father. That's also true. Uh, she's getting slapped in the face by her dad several Jeez, times. Jesus, four was bad. She just gets slapped so many times. Like three. Yeah. She's I like, think Your mother's Blake a bitch. Son more. Huh? I think Blake slaps son more. Yeah, Blake abuses her spouse. It was a hot milf. Blake's mom's a hot milf. Blake's mom was That's a hot saved milf. Saved season five. <laughs> uh, season five is a bit more eventful. Still not good, but it was better. Oh, season four was only we only watched season five because they did the thing that all Ruby seasons do. Something cool happens at the end where they fought death itself. They fought death himself. Yeah, that was nice. That was while pretty Crow cool. was dying. And uh, well, the Kuro was done. And these fights in the show have been so awful so far. Yes. That uh, I was, I said at the beginning of the fight, I said, "What's the Deus Ex Machina that's going to save them from this fight? Because they're not strong enough to beat death." No. What was it? It was them beating death. There was no Deus Ex Machina. They just got together. Oh as yeah, a they team. held down all his limbs. Yeah. And, and then Jen was Ren like, for, just for my dad, cut him for my ma, for myself, for myself. yeah, yeah, and f- yeah. It was lame. It was, yeah. It was pretty lame. Because Crow came in the last time to save him from the, the craziest man maybe ever. <laughs> you could tell because he laughed oh, after yeah, every Ruby sentence. Oh, yeah, Ruby gets Crow killed. Because, <laughs> almost. Because Crow's in a fight that he's winning. Yeah, and Ruby, <laughs> he's like, stay back, Ruby. He's like, no, I want to help. He's like, get the fuck out of the way. He's clearly winning the fight easily. He's up, he's up by 50 points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. And Ruby comes over. She's like, hey, Uncle Crow, look at this. And she starts doing a little dance. And then he looks at her. And the guy gets in and stabs him with a scorpion tail. And then Ruby cuts off his scorpion. No, shoots off his scorpion tail. Yes. No, wait. She has the scythe locked in and shoots and uses the recoil to use the scythe to cut the tail. Yeah, I didn't think I gave him that much credit. <laughs> well, that's Men- what happened. Mentally, I just I just heard a bullet. And I was like, all right, she shot it off. Yes. <laughs> uh, so... God, this is a rambling mess of a yeah. review. But it's okay. We still hate Ruby. That's the goal of the story. No, this, so, speaking of the fights, Monty Ohm dies. Yes. Between season, season two and three. three. And then the quality drops immediately. Yes. It's not like, oh, he wrote half of season three, and then it was kind of bad. Yeah. It was, he had nothing planned for season three, and it was immediately awful. A lot of it, uh, the fights eventually get better. And they never become as good as Monty's fights. No, yeah. uh, the the fights really struggled to get back to close. To, I mean, just passable uh, yeah. again. Because Monty's fights were so energetic. energetic. Yeah, they were just. The, it was. I think it was just like the minutia of battle, the kinetic energy. Yeah, it was just insane the watching physics. that someone was able to put this into three D, much less think of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's as good as any 3D fights that I've really ever seen. Yeah. Uh, they're fantastic. So that was unfortunate that he fucking died. Yeah, he fucking died. Because yeah. then Ruby could have probably been good. Ruby could have probably been good. If yeah. Monty Ohm didn't fucking die. Uh, it's very sad. Did you just look up Haloid for us to watch? Yeah. Just for fun. That's what I kind of thought. I've got a, I've got a ad. Yeah, two ads. Oh, fuck you me in my bitch. face. His sense, huh? Oh, my God. The crap they sell you when you don't pay for YouTube Premium. Joel McHale. 
Avanti Home Film. Let's get to some fights. Well, there's some uh, Halo guys, and he's shooting. Uh, this is like what? Oh six. It's like two thousand five. Look at that spin, and it goes on his back. Oh, wicked! Uh, good. So yeah, overall, how would you rank the five seasons we watched as a unit? How would you rank? Zero out of ten. Watching Ruby. Just go watch Ruby. Zero out of ten. Uh, do not watch. Zero Ruby. between ten. Do not do watch. Not Ruby. watch Ruby. Uh, if you're gonna watch Ruby, do what we did and watch it together, and with someone who will bounce off ideas with you and make the show better actively. That's true. I wouldn't have watched it by myself. No, I wouldn't have watched it by myself either. Because uh, uh, we took everything we learned from watching Steven Seagal movies and <laughs> applied that to watching Ruby. Ruby. Yeah. I give it a four out of ten. Collectively? Yes. I think I'll agree. As a collective experience. One to two, six and a half. I give it a 5.5 for one one and two. I, it would have been a seven if Neptune and fucking John weren't there. Now, if you just watch the red trailer and <laughs> a fight compilation from season one and two, I give that like an eight. Yeah, that's, like, yeah, that's a solid uh, good show. Yeah, if you do the red trailer and then all the fights from seasons one and two with the soundtrack over it, the original soundtrack, <laughs> that's an eight. But uh, everything that was written by the writers is Awful. garbage. Yeah, and trash. <laughs> now, well, that's unfair. Because there are some lines we liked. Yeah, no, there is occasionally, uh, but it was so rare that we can that every time it happened, we had to talk about it together. We said, "Oh, that was good. (laughs) I like that." Yeah, it's so rare that it's just um, it's uh, it outweighs everything else. Yeah, like when I watch One Punch Man, I can't stop every time something is well written and say, "Oh, I like that." It's weird that they did that. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I think. I think the problem is that we've uh, flower for Algernon ourselves, and uh, we watched My Hero, and everything sucks now. That's possible. And I read My Hero, so everything doubly sucks now. Yeah. I just I want to be fair to the writers of Ruby. Why? Miles, Luna, and Carrie Shawcross. Why? Because it is, for people who don't know how to write a show, it's competent Amateur. enough. No. Amateur. Yeah. I'd say it's competent enough. No. They did not tell a cohesive story. No. We had no, an hour and a half of us trying to explain it poorly. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying it's it's better than if you had two random people write a show. There are they somewhat understand dialogue. They somewhat the characters kind of have their the own sh- voices. The show the show got better when you decided Ruby was autistic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I decided trying to explain it to you in, on Discord later. I said I think what happened was this is how they're writing her two years younger than them. Yeah. No, it just true. comes off as an autistic it's person. An autistic person. A severely autistic <laughs> person. Yeah. I um I think they failed to tell a story. They cohesively. did. They did. They, they they don't even have a spreadsheet of what they want to happen. No. Because the dust thing fucking disappears. Roman dies like a bitch. Cinder comes out of fucking nowhere with still no motivation at all. Yeah. I <laughs> were you watching Hit Lloyd? I was. Because the fights I, are very I, I good. I think bare bones, they fail to tell a story. Yeah. Look at Samus fighting with a lightsaber. <laughs> this is really good. It is. They're like, you wanted more? <laughs> uh, so sad that Monty died. Yeah. He's awesome. He died getting his teeth cleaned. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Something. 
Yeah. From my understanding, it's cheese. <laughs> yeah. Something uh, easily not dieable. Something that you're disappointed when you learn this is how Alexander the Great died. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, he fell <laughs> and hit his head. Oh, okay. He bumped yeah. his knock. Yeah. So I just, I feel bad saying that the writers of Ruby suck ass. I, they do. It's bad. Yes. But it's, it's, they did. Um, they went into Ruby. It's a three out of ten, not a zero out of ten. Yes. They went into Ruby to tell a story about four girls becoming huntresses. They did And they that. told the story of John getting hit on. Yes. For season one and two, and that's it. They told the story of their insert characters getting mad pussy. <laughs> yes. When their job they was to tell the story of dead four young show. huntresses. Yeah. They get stole puss. a dead man's show to get pussy. Yeah. I guess that's a fair way to put it. Sad, though. How's this with three minutes left? It's just them on a boat. It's them on a boat taking their helmets off, being yeah. both girls and kissing. Do they kiss? I don't know. I hope so. Oh, God, me too. Um, do they kiss? They, they look, look like they're going to kiss. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fake credit, sort of. Nice. Come on. You, oh, fu- you motherfucker. Kiss. You suck, I'm Monty. I'm fucking, can we play Halo over this part without getting flanked? I don't know. Is it- uh, they're just hugging with their nice butts. Oh. oh, and a dance segment. Oh, yeah. This is why they had a dance segment at the end of season two, I think. I guess. Because Monty likes people shaking their hips. All right. I guess that's the conclusion of the Ruby oh, story. We talked for an hour and ten minutes about oh, God. it. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. This has been Miscellany, the Phantom Podcast, Tactical Internet Operations. Jacob here with Griff. This was episode two. If you enjoyed it, go ahead and give us a like, a comment, and a subscription. Make sure to hit that bell icon and turn notifications on. Smash that bell icon and uh, make this sure it was brought to you by Sherry's Berries and, uh, and Loot Crate. Yeah, Loot Crate. Go ahead and get your miscellany podcast Loot Crate. You get a mini Griffin and, uh, <laughs> and a the, T-shirt. Uh, this coupon code miscellany for 3% off at yeah. checkout. Yeah. It probably will cover the tax in your area if you live somewhere rural. Go to Loot Crate forward slash miscellany podcast. <laughs> Tactical internet operations, no spaces, no capitals. Yeah. Dashes between every word. Yeah, you have to spell out fully miscellany the phantom podcast, Tactical internet yes. operations, one word. Uh, thanks for listening. We're going to have, uh, our good friend Bryant on the show no, someday. Fucking, yeah, someday, yes. He, uh, he requested, and I said, sure, we'd be glad to have him. You said that. I said we would be f- over the moon. You said you'd be accommodating. I said we would have punch and pie. We only have two mics. We only have two mics. I'm not sharing my blue mic with Brian. No, you'll have to share your blue mic. I'm going to punch him in the, I'm going to break his jaw so he can't speak before the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to tell your parents. He's going to have to bring his... The one blue Yeti thing that y'all use over there. <laughs> He's got to take out a request form for it to take it out of shop. Yeah. Do you think I should try to use my mixer? Do you want me to set it up for you? I'd need you to help me <laughs> get it set up. <laughs> that I could probably do. And uh, I think I lost all the cords I need. Oh, it's not good. I have the XLR cables for these mics. All right, well, but, I uh, might be able to help. The specifics of how to set up my mixer have eluded me. Uh, I guess we'll have to get that done we'll, at some we'll, point we'll try to get that because uh currently think, they're being condensed currently they're being condensed and uh that's why it sounds like shit no no, no it sounds fine. fine it does sound fine yeah it does. but it could sound better it's good <laughs> but it could be better oh uh, <laughs> water woman 84 segue no no yeah. show's over we'll we talk, talk about, about that, that next week oh god 
here on the podcast. I don't even remember enough of that show to talk for 15 minutes. I don't think. So we've done three podcasts, three different oh. podcast shows. Yes. The first one, we cannot say the name of it. Legally? <laughs> uh, the second one. Why did you one, want to bring it up? Because it's racist. Oh, yeah. Yes. As no, am that's I. three then. That's four. What are you talking about, Willis? It's uh, Brain, Intelligence, and a Chamber in this one. There was a Lose Intelligence podcast? I think so. Maybe like one-off. Hmm. I could have swore before C&B we had we, – we did a Lose Intelligence one, I thought. Yeah, I think we did like – I thought we like, had a, turtle, a few turtle ones. We did like two or three with like Wumbo, but we didn't do a series. That's fair. It, yeah. it, and they were C&B, usually live stream, Which is awful on Discord at 2 in the morning while I'm trying to wake up my parents. Yeah, apparently um, you did not I, – I haven't listened to that in a while. I guess you watched the one or listened to the one that I sent you and you didn't like it. No, I – Was that I, the antechamber I, that you said it sucks? The antechamber sucks because it's still hot-linked to your Comedy Jacob channel. Uh-huh. And it's bad, you say? <laughs> the audio is just not as good. Okay. And then this one now sounds the best. It does. Well, that's the goal, to always improve yeah. and get better at your shitty, stupid-ass podcast <laughs> that you do. Um, and not have anyone else find out about it. So, of all our podcast setups, I think this is the best yes. setup that we've had. Because the other one, um, I laid down a lot. You did. For Antichamber. <laughs> I had too much play with my chair. Yeah. And the microphone was uh, manhandleable. Yeah. So, I just put it on my chest, and I'd lay all the way back in a chair. Not good for audio quality. And just... Nom on the microphone. Yeah. Like a like I don't a know cock. if you've just got less retarded, but you've <laughs> calmed down a little bit with being awful during the podcast. No, so I'm I never, thank you for that. I'm always a good boy. No. <laughs> You're very uh, oppositional trying to do a podcast <laughs> for quite a while. But uh, this one has gone well. Uh, well, yeah. I guess that's it, everybody. We're going to try to continue to iterate and improve our podcast setup here. Uh, maybe next week we won't just ramble incoherently about a stupid show that nobody likes. I don't know, because we did Antichamber was script-based, and it wasn't as good, I don't think. I think we could find a happy medium. That's true. I think Antichamber was too scripted. I think... Because he wanted to hit news stories that week and stuff that we like. And I think this one... I think this is a little too rambly, but I think we should have like five things we want to hit and bridge between those five. Yes, but... I I have to say for the the first episode of this podcast, I don't know if we can sustain that of just showing up and having good things to talk about. No, no. I don't right. know if we can. <laughs> no, we're running out. This, I, Ruby was. We have to watch another week's worth of fucking shows if we want to make sure that happens. Yeah, again. Ruby was difficult to talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. There you go. All right, folks. Miscellaneous Phantom Podcast Tactical Interrupt. All right, folks. Miscellaneous Phantom Podcast Tactical Internet Operations. This has been Jacob and Griff. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Jesus, you're like a spider magnet. Ah! That's the same one from outside, probably. It's still alive, I think.